What's good, everyone? It's me, Jess. Um, Welcome back to Revelations Through Conversations. We are back with episode three. And today I have a very special guest here with me today. Me and my brother have been friends since what, like 10th 10th grade? 10th grade. So it's going on like eight years. That's crazy. Um, But I have with me today, Mr. Ryan Kegler. Um, Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So go ahead and tell the folks uh, how we know each other. We know each other from, like just stated, um, Jessica transferred to my high school, Westminster, um, which is in Huntsville, Alabama. And I think our first encounter was in Bible. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell what it was in. <laughs> it was a Bible study. And Jess has been who she is. You see now, goofy, mm-hmm. very talkative and just... She just the live person in the classroom there, just you know, yeah. lights everyone. So yeah. Wait, we like I think on the very first day of school, like we actually sat beside each other. Yeah, we were assigned seats in yeah. Mr. Hammond's class. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Eight years later, and this is my dog still to this day, ride or die. <laughs> um, I also have a nickname for him. Can I tell him what your nickname is? Sure. His name is Reggae. Reggae. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so. We are just going to have a conversation about what your life was like after college, like what life was like during college, what you studied, and I guess everything that God revealed to you during that season of your life. Because as we know, like it's not easy for most people. It's actually quite challenging. Um, And for most of my friends, most of our friends, actually, that's just kind of what our testimony was. It's just a lot of ups and downs in our walk with Christ. But I mean... On the other side of all of it, he brought us through. But anyway, um, I, my first question, I guess, for you is what was college like for you? Like, what did you study? Like, where did you go? Like, what was that whole process like? Well, starting off senior in high school, I had no idea where I was going to go. Uh, I don't think I selected a school until maybe like maybe four months until graduation. Oh, wow. And I ended up going to uh, UNA and I was on the football team there for about two years and then God just had to change. It's like, all right, it's time for you to move on. And so, well, going back, I studied, um, I was in business, but it wasn't like pinpoint, it was just business. So I was just taking business courses yeah. and all that. But it wasn't until I transferred to A&M in I think 2017 where I decided, okay, I want to go exactly in finance. And so honestly, leading up to that, even leading up to graduation, graduating from A&M, I had no idea what God wanted me to do or what I wanted to do, really. Yeah. It was just like, okay, I'm here, mm-hmm. taking these courses, I'm just trying to graduate, but I have no idea where I'm going after this. But during my time in college, it was had a lot of ups and downs, just questioning God, like, okay, literally, you know, um, where are you? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. What's my purpose, even in business and finance? And... Honestly, if it wasn't for a community of, you know, other brothers and sisters in Christ who were at my school and just friends that I know outside of school, probably wouldn't have made it because, you know, you definitely need a good supporting cast Most to get definitely. to college. You need got people who are going to uplift you and also just speak truth into your life, whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah. But overall, it was a good experience. Yeah. Just like anybody else, ups and downs. Yeah. So during that time where you were looking for a job and trying to figure out what's next, what what were you doing? Mm. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, 
like in college or like when I after I graduated? After you graduated. Oh, after I graduated. So I graduated until nineteen of December, and so I decided, okay, I'm gonna take maybe like just a month and a half off, just relax, cause school. You know how it was. You just yeah. You're done. You're tired. After that, I was literally applying for jobs everywhere, left and right. Um, actually, had a a friend who had sent me up with an internship at a company in Huntsville, but COVID hit. Mm, yeah. And so that kind of got put on the side and basically they weren't able to take anybody on because of COVID. And so going through two years of just sitting there, literally applying, applying to jobs, um, really just trying to figure out, all right, am I going to get a job? It's, you know, six months gone by. Okay. Well, it's not that bad. A year gone by. All right. Two years, okay. All yeah, right, God, yeah. come on now. Yeah, like, I've I've applied to like forty jobs. I made like a spreadsheet on. Yeah, same here. Excel. I did the same thing. Yeah. I had okay the status. Okay, status pending. Mm-hmm. Um, they accepted my application, interview or denied, and literally, I think I had four interviews out of forty applications. I filled out four. Mm-hmm. All of them were denied. Each interview, oh, you we like you well, but um, we're going someone else. Yeah. And honestly, it was definitely. It was very defeating and just discouraging. Yeah. Definitely discouraging um, yeah. during that time. But me, basically, it was just trying, to, like everybody else, trying to stay sane. Mm-hmm. And I ain't um, sitting at home during COVID and also just applying, applying for jobs. Yeah. Now, I know this was during, yeah, like you graduated 2019, this is the timeline. Then 2020 hit. And you didn't graduate like spring of 2019 you graduated december of 2019 yes and then three months into 2020 that's when the pandemic hit yeah and so that year we didn't really i was stuck in the house for most of the year i mean i did travel a little bit i should not have but hey (laughs) i was good um but throughout that year we just weren't doing much other than i mean you didn't make tiktoks but i definitely did um but i don't know my i guess my next question is even though there was a disconnect with like, you know, the whole world at this point, the whole mm-hmm. world had shut down. What were you doing, I guess, regarding your friendships? Like, how did you keep those intact? Like, what were you doing during that time? We know what you were doing professionally, yeah. but leisurely, what were you doing? Leisurely, I was um, calling, texting friends, you know, checking on, hey, how you doing? How's your family doing? But we found safe ways to hang out mm-hmm. and... um Two buddies of mine, we decided we wanted to go hiking. You know, it's out and outdoors, spaced out. So we were just, we were hiking a lot and, you know, being out in the nature and just kind of just talking and having a good time mm-hmm. the best way we can. Yeah. And so usually, really, it was literally hiking because that was the only thing that we I could think of to do. Yeah. And and what was hiking like? I know Jalen, he, he started a whole, like, you know business or a nonprofit mm-hmm. based off of it. We'll talk about that in another episode, but what was hiking like for you during that time? Like, was it therapeutic? Like how, how did it, it was, you? it was very therapeutic mm-hmm. at the time in 2020. That's when a lot of the protests and movements going on. And it was like left and right on social media. You saw, you know, unarmed people getting killed by the police and just, yeah. as a black person, it's just, you know, after a long time, it's just like, dang. Yeah. You just want to get away from social media, mm-hmm. TV. And so hiking was very therapeutic. Just to get away from all the noise. Mm-hmm. Really just be there, you know, your friends and just enjoying the nature and God's creation. Just yeah. really just um, 
just getting off what's on your chest, on your mind, mm-hmm. people you trust. Yeah. Yeah, I started seeing you guys go, like, on Instagram, and I was like, why do I feel FOMO? Like, I want to get plugged in. Like, <laughs> I want to go on a hike. Um, and also, I'm extra, very extroverted, so I needed to get out of the house. But with that being said, like, that's through that hiking group. That's where we also made a lot of connections, built, like, community. Like, we all still hang out to this day. Victoria goes hiking with us, Jalen, Khalil, like, the whole nine yards and so on the other side of it now having a job like how do you think that that season of your life impacted where you are now it gave me community more mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. like a solid foundation yeah um those people that i was hiking with like you victoria Jalen, khalil those you know those y'all are my guys like y'all yeah we we went through like you know 2020 was the hardest year that like, I can yeah. think of today. Yeah. So, like, if I, we can make it through that together with them. Yeah. And I think that that was that's my community. Yeah, because, like, I mean, we just have to lay it out once one more time. Like, you graduated. 2020 hit. Like, the pandemic hit. Then after that, like, um, I mean, and on top of that, excuse me, uh, social unrest. And you, you saw police brutality protests, all of these things going on. On top of that, you still were looking for a job. That is, that's a lot, right? Um, but I want to ask now, um, you now are employed. What mm-hmm. what do you do? What I do is nowhere near what well, the school to study for. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated with, with a finance degree, and now I am working in plumbing and construction. Mm-hmm. That was not what I intend to do mm-hmm. and to be honest that's not what I want to do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um I had a family friend who his family his, his family's in the business of they do a lot of construction and building houses and plumbing and you know they just kind of ask well you know you can work with us you yeah. know until you find you a job and it was really supposed to start off okay I'm just working with them just to get some income going something to do I'm not sitting home and it turned out to be guys like, hey you see where I have you like you, mm-hmm. You're starting to enjoy it, aren't you? I'm like, no. Yeah. I said, like, no, you're starting to enjoy it. I like, yeah, I am enjoying it. I'm able to use my hands. And really what I like the most about it, I meet people of all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, rich, poor, black, white, whatever. Like, you just all, you hear the stories of life of people, what they've been through. And it's just really cool just seeing that. And it's a service. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much I liked serving people. Mm-hmm. Um for instance, there was one, I think I maybe two months in, I think this is 2020, it had just snowed in Huntsville, and it was like, um, power was out for maybe a few days, shut down, and the following week when everything dried up, we were at this house um, of these two early women, and they didn't have hot water during that whole time, and the snow it was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Um, both were elderly and one was the mother and she was like on a hospital bed and the other one was old too and we spent the whole day getting the water fixed and when you know when they told me hey hot water back on they started crying said, oh thank you goodness thank god and I was right there I realized okay this is where I, I need to be this is where mm-hmm. God wants me to be at least for right now and that joy of just seeing someone like rejoice over something so small hot water mm-hmm that isn't more than just making a whole bunch of money and yeah. finance or working a corporate job. Like, yeah. 
I would take that any day yeah. over that. Because I think, you know, we've had conversations about things that you were passionate about. And I feel like the finance, corporate life versus what you're doing now, like that is more like, I guess, in line with what you were passionate about from the beginning. So actually talk about what you started to get passionate about during 2020 and started kind of like pursuing aside from financial, like yeah. corporate jobs. So it actually happened at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um I was a part of like an internship ambassadorship at A&M and it was a group out of, uh, I think they're Virginia. It's called Society for um, Financial Literacy. And what they did was they went across the nation of all different HBCUs and they selected maybe about four or five students out of the business department. And basically what they did was they trained us at like seminars, teaching us about financial literacy and just the wealth gap between different races. and mm-hmm. I saw like the first meeting he had showed us just um, the wealth gap. And he said, you know, I think the average white American family, it was a chart based off of like 2017 was like, they made like $177,000 mm-hmm. and black Americans at that time made, I think barely $17,000. I was like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And he was just going over all these data and stuff. And I think that's what God put in my heart that he wanted me to at least help with the weight wealth gap and just teach the financial literacy to people who look like me and just mm-hmm. not just teach them financial literacy, but also helping teach them, show them how, show us how to use our money in a way that's honoring God. Yeah, that's good. And foremost. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where it started through that ambassadorship. And I've also wanted to like, you know, help with low income housing. So mm-hmm. I feel like God had put the pieces together before I realized it. Mm-hmm. And when he put me in plumbing, like that story I told you about the um, the family who didn't have hot water, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing now, God. You're showing me what what people need from low income, That's good. black yeah. or white, mm-hmm. what they need, the base necessities, like with housing, whether they need hot water, whether they need a wall up or a sink or just a bathtub, whatever the problem is. You're showing me the basic needs of some of these people and who are struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. And so that whenever, I don't know what he has for me next, but whenever, you know, he wants me to do my own thing, I don't know exactly or have a good idea of what a lot of people in low-income community need mm-hmm. for basic necessities to live. Yeah. I think, you know, I've, I've, I talked to Victoria about this on the last episode, and I also kind of talked about this on my episode, but I feel like God... We automatically think that after we graduate college, that everything that God has called us to will happen immediately afterwards, but it's a gradual process. And so he'll use the things, he'll use your interests, he'll use your expertise, he'll use different seasons of your life to kind of work towards what he has has for you to do overall, right? But even then, it's like, we never really like make it there. Like there's never like, oh, I finally made it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a gradual process of just growing in Christ with what he's placed in front of us. And so honestly, truly, like just being someone that has like been friends with you all throughout that going on, like it's it's beautiful to see. Like it happened with me, happened with Vic, happened with Jalen, happened with, Ryan, with, with you, Ryan. Like <laughs> it's it's 
I don't know. I think that was the whole purpose of like doing this podcast is helping people see like it looks different, but at the same time, like don't be discouraged when it doesn't happen right away. You know, it's a literal gradual process. Um, but I will also ask you what, what about church? What was church like during that season of your life when you were still looking for a job, pandemic hit, all that stuff was going on? What was that like? Church? Now that was different. I think. I probably speak for probably everyone. Mm-hmm. It was different. Yeah. Um, my church specifically, we, you know, we did virtual, um, we did virtual church about maybe about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of elderly people in my church. And so we didn't open up maybe to like late in 2021. And then we shut down again because mm-hmm. we had a lot of people get sick again. But it was, honestly, it was hard. Mm-hmm. For me, um, because you watch church on Sunday morning on the couch, you could watch on your phone in bed. And man, it was for me, I had to like, okay, I need to actually sit up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm at home, but I'm, you know, I'm still in the presence of God. So now I need to show my respect. Sit up, actually put my Bible out, and mm-hmm. I use my phone mm-hmm. to like, you know, read the word, follow with the pastor. Yeah. But also, it also showed me, remind me too, is that the church is not a building. It is literally, yeah. The church is literally, people mm-hmm. and you know you can't have church anywhere but i think for me also it also made me not take for granted the importance of community around you yeah like yeah you can zoom in with your church members or just mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in christ but it's nothing like sitting next to one of them mm-hmm. and explaining what's going on and just fellowshipping mm-hmm. it's just man it's something you really can't describe yeah it's something that social media or zoom or just talk on the phone can't compare to. Yeah. I, I watched something recently where they were talking about like, you know, you know, Eric Mason, you mm-hmm. know who, who that is. He was talking about basically like what church is. Cause I think there is this misconception that like you can li- like, if you just get one or two people together, like that's church. Right. And I, I do agree in some regard, but mm-hmm. I think that there is also still structure, you know, like God was intentional whenever he was like, there is to be a deacon, an apostle, For like sure. a preacher or excuse me, a pastor and teacher, the list goes on a prophet. And so like, Yes, it's important for us to be amongst other believers and community, like the group that we have, mm-hmm. but we are all still plugged into a church um, where when we go through things, if we were to face something like this, where we were to look for another job or we're just in the middle of a transition season again, we do have godly counsel. And then for me, like there, there are people that uh, most of the people that I go to church with happen to be a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. but it's like wise counsel from people that have gone through this before. And so I don't think like, I think we can still get wisdom from whichever community we're a part of, whether our friendships or our local church. But I think that there is a distinct difference of, I definitely agree. of what we get when we, you know, participate in both of those environments. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Because when 2020 hit, like, I was so lazy with like, because, you know, we had Zoom, Zoom Bible studies. Uh, we had what live recordings yeah. and stuff like that. It was easy to just kind of like say, Oh, I, I went to church. I slouched around. I was kind of paying attention. Like I was on my phone, like, you know, looking up the verses and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it was something different. Yeah. Now I hate missing church. Yeah. Who are you telling? <laughs> I hate missing Who church tell- now. I'm in the church 24 <laughs> seven at this point, but yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So like, 
I know church was there. There was community there. But then there was also like your one-on-one personal relationship with God. I know you prayed. Mm-hmm. I know you talked to God, you know. But w- in what way did you grow in your relationship with God during that time? I think the way I grew was, I think a lot of people like to experience the feeling and presence of God. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And that's a powerful feeling to feel. But I think God, for me, he wanted me to experience, okay, I want you to know that I'm there mm-hmm. without feeling it because mm-hmm. your feelings, they're valid, but they ain't true. That's good. And so yeah. I learned is that even if I don't feel like I'm he- hearing from God, mm-hmm. he's always speaking like, oh, you're not getting this big word, you know, like a, a dream or a vision. Mm-hmm. No, read your word and I'm there. Mm-hmm. And so it really taught me to, even when I feel dry spiritually, mm-hmm. I don't feel like God is there. Because that's a lie. He is there. Like He like yeah. He literally says in his word, I'm with you. Yeah. And so that's what I had to learn. And then, honestly, I'm appreciative of it because now when I do feel like, okay, I can remember, okay, let me decipher what's my feelings mm-hmm. and what is truth. Yeah. And so that's helped me grow tremendously. That's good. That's good. I mean, just look at the life of Job. Like. Yeah. He definitely didn't feel like God was with him. My my boy was losing things left and right. But at the end of it, it didn't negate the fact that God was with him during the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Because I'm an emotional person. I got. I feel like I got to feel God in order for him to be there. But his word literally says, I will ne- never leave you nor forsake you. And he is not a liar. Even when we don't feel like it, he still stands to be true to this day um, and will always be. But with that being said, we're coming up close on the end of the podcast, but I do have to ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from this season of your life and how would you encourage others um, based off of what you experienced during that season of your life as well? My biggest takeaway from this whole experience is letting go of what I thought I wanted, my plans, and allowing God to do what he needs to do. Like, get out the way. Let him do what he needs to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't be so... Stuck on what I need. Learning to walk down the path he set. Even if it's dark, mm-hmm. like we just talked about, know he's there. You may not feel like it, but just know he's there. Mm-hmm. And so my curse would be to anyone else is who is in college or getting ready to graduate is, yes, plan your life. Yes, you know, do that. You know, have what you want to do, but also loosen up the grip of it because it'll mm-hmm. become a time where God wants to tweak it or just completely throw it away. So... Mm-hmm. Be ready for that and just just be obedient because life is hard and you'd rather be have life hard with Jesus or life being disobedient. That's fair. I'll choose being hard, life hard with Jesus, you know, every single day over just being by myself. That's facts. That's facts. And do you have like a scripture that kind of backs up kind of like what you said? Oh, yeah. I don't have the exact, you might have to fact check me, but it's it's in Proverbs, but there's a passage that says the heart of man plans mm-hmm. but god sets his footsteps i may have butchered that but mm-hmm. it's along those lines no understood yeah once again hey as long as we are biblically sound we are good we are good well that wraps up episode three of revelations through conversations thank you ryan for being here with us today and telling us a little bit about your testimony things you're passionate about and things that god was and is doing in your life um, to basically just propel the kingdom So with that being said, this is the the end of episode three. Um, Stay tuned for more episodes. We have Jalen talking about his life during that point in his um, 
during that season of his life as well. So you guys make sure you want to stay tuned. Um, make sure you follow us on all streaming platforms, all social media platforms, and we will make sure that you guys get all the content that you need. So with that being said, um, be blessed. Have a great rest of your day.